I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that it is near the end of September. I don't know about you, but getting over the first few weeks of school and getting through it, shaking out all of the chaos that can come up and the newness and all of that, now settling into the more fun time of year, I like to say. Fall is actually my favorite time of year. So it's um it can be great, but it can also be really challenging, especially if, you know, over the summer when things are lax and more laid back, there's not as many things to be challenged by with your teen, right? There's not as much of a structure, there's not as much schedule, routine. And so a lot of the things that you may have been struggling with with your teen a while back may just be coming back up. So if that is happening at your home, know that the number one issue that a lot of my clients face is the lack of communication or poor communication. And that's what really brought up the topic today. Today's topic is how to talk so your teen will listen. And there's a few things that you can do that only require a little bit of self-reflection on your part and maybe a little bit of behavior change on your part to really create a space where your teenager will be more open to internalizing or hearing what it is you have to say. So for today's podcast, I'm going to list just a few general topics. I think I have like five. I'll get into a little bit of detail with each one, but overall it's just tips for things that you can do to create an environment where your teen feels safe and respects you and wants to hear what you had to say. And also know that a lot of teenagers, they they don't wanna hear what their parents have to say. And that's actually really very normal. The teens at the age that they're at during adolescence Focusing a lot more on peers and what peers have to say is a natural part of development. It's natural for your teen to start pulling away and to start not listening to what you have to say because they are seeing you as their childhood, them as a kid. I relied on my mom and dad when I was a kid, but now I'm more independent and I want to be able to figure things out on your on my own. So there are a few things you can do though if there are really important things you'd like to get across to make sure that they actually do hear the things that you have to say. The number one thing you can do is, it sounds really silly, but to get your teen to listen, you need to listen. You need to listen to them. Teens are not gonna listen to someone who isn't going to hear what they have to say as well. They're just gonna put up a wall. And it can be really tough, especially if you have an opinion about something that they're saying, but it can be as simple as just being a sounding board for a place to land for them to get things off of their chest. Because a lot of the time they're just wanting to share. They don't really want to hear what you think about it. So a really great neutral response when they're sharing things with you is to say, that's something. (laughs) It sounds so weird to say it, but right, like that's very neutral. You're not attaching any emotion to it. There's no opinion. It's just a response to be like, hey, I heard what you had to say. Oh, that's something. 
right? Another really great idea is to just parrot what they just told you in different words. So if they say, my Spanish teacher assigns so much homework, you can respond with, you have a lot of homework in Spanish. Do you see how it's the same thing? It's just repeated. It sounds kind of funny when I say it now, like, duh, that's what they just said. But if you use it in practice, what you'll see is your teenager will be like, yeah. <laughs> and it just opens the door for them to be able to share some more. And that's where the listening is. Also remembering to always validate their experience. So if they say something like, I'll never be able to finish all of this homework, instead of jumping in to fix it, just say, it sounds like you're feeling overwhelmed. And always when in doubt, my recommendation is just to ask them if they'd like your input or if they just need you to listen, just ask them. And hopefully they'll tell you, <laughs> but really just let them know that whatever it is that's coming up for them, that you are a safe person that they can talk to, that they can share it with, that you are going to listen to them and you're not going to jump in and try to fix it. You're not going to try to change it and you're not going to judge it. So that's the first one to listen. The next one is kind of the same, but it's really that they need to feel safe, safe with you as a trusted adult, as a parent. And this is where trust comes in. They need to trust you, but really they need to know that you trust them. And this gives them a sense that they're able, that they're not only safe just from the outside world, but also from themselves. So when they think that you don't trust them, they internalize the belief that they are someone who can't be trusted. And that can really turn into a downward spiral. And the reason why they need to feel safe is because that will give them, it will give them a sense of calm and relaxation, which opens them up to hearing. When they're not feeling safe around you, safe meaning that they're not being judged or that they are able to express how they feel and what they're thinking without creating a big commotion, then that creates safety and a mutual respect and a trust. And always, one of the best ways to develop trust with your teen is to assume positive intent, just giving them the benefit of the doubt. And there's a big difference between you messed up and I know you're doing your best. What led you to making that decision? And I know I've mentioned this before, but don't punish. Punishments don't work and they can be damaging to your relationship with your teen. And if you don't have a good relationship with your teen, they're not going to listen to you. Also to connect with them, be honest with them with about how you're feeling and take ownership of your own feelings when it comes to their behavior. Sometimes the most uncomfortable conversations can be the most impactful. And also really by sharing how you feel, you're sending this message that it's safe to feel your feelings. And it's also safe to express how you're feeling. And they're still learning from you, really. I mean, I know I mentioned, yes, they're teenagers and they're pulling away, but they're still learning from you how to respond to life's ups and downs. And when they see you calmly sharing how you feel, they learn how to do the same. So give them the freedom to make their own decisions which can be a really scary thing. So start small. Start with something that is somewhat neutral. 
So if a big decision is like, like where to go to college or things like that, maybe not letting them be on their own or quitting the soccer team, you might want to have your input on those types of things, but letting them have a little freedom with decisions on things like how to decorate their room or how to dress or how to style their hair or what time to go to bed. Sometimes just a little bit of leeway can really be a breath of fresh air for them. And remember, you are the guide, not the director. So if you imagine that their life is like a drive cross country, instead of being the one who decides which road to take, you're advising them on the potential risks and acting as a soft place to land when they go off course. So really they're the decision maker. And when they feel that trust from you, and when they feel safe from themselves, in essence, they have this confidence and a really good strong bond with you that will give them that peace of mind that it's safe to be open and trust you. And that really leads me to my next thing, and that is mutual respect. So there's a big difference between you should do this and how would you like to handle this? So that is where the listening comes in. They're going to listen to you because they see you as an advisor, not as a dictator, not as somebody who is telling them what to do and how to do it, but somebody who is allowing them and giving them the space to think things through and decide how to proceed from there. So Things that you can say in this, in this same vein is instead of, if I were you, saying, would it be okay with you if I shared my thoughts? That's just another respectful way of, of asking if you can come in and talk about what you think. <laughs> also, it's really important when you're really wanting your team to listen, to choose the things that really matter choose the moments that really matter. And sometimes, especially when your teenager is getting older, it feels like everything matters. We get this feeling that we only have a few more years before they're off in this, off in the world and, you know, doing their own thing. And I have to make sure I prepare them. They're almost gone and all of that. It can really feel like everything matters, but here's how you really figure out what's ma what matters is you start with a list of core values. And I'm gonna link one in the show notes just as an example. And you look at the list and identify your top five values. And then when it comes to parenting your team, pick the moments that are most in line with your values. So if having a clean room isn't one of the top five, don't make it a huge priority. Also a really great activity is to come up with a list of core family values. So this is something that you can do together. What you do is you have everyone come up with their top five values, and then you come together and you see what overlaps. And this can really differ a bit when it relates to family dynamic versus personal values. So for example, if freedom is one of your top values, maybe in a family dynamic, that can mean something like the freedom to express how you're feeling or freedom to create your own schedule. And really it opens up the line of communication and it sets the foundation for everything in your home. Because when a teen feels like you're on them for everything, they won't want to listen to anything. 
And that leads me to the next one, and that is to respect their time and space. So it can be so tempting to insert your opinion or frustration in the moment, but that's like barging into their room. You have to knock first. And knocking first can be as simple as saying, hey, do you have a minute to chat about something? Also, respecting their space essentially really is allowing them to have a spot where they can decompress, somewhere where they can be without anybody watching or judging them. And they can just really be themselves. So if they decorate their room and, and you don't like it, just keep those thoughts to yourself. Don't just barge in and let them have that space and expect the same from them. And now that they're older, when they start getting older, you can start treating them like an adult. Let them practice adulting. So you wouldn't want them to just come into your room and move stuff around or snoop when you're not there. So don't do that to them. And that's really, again, creating a container of space, safety in your home. The respecting of their time and space. And the last one is to talk about nothing so that you can talk about anything. And this is just so simple, but so easy to forget. When your teen has a busy, busy schedule or only comes out of their room for meal times, it can be tempting to just start saying all of the things you want to say, reminders, questions about schoolwork, demands, all of those things. But instead, you can really just soften the landing of their being around by talking about something completely unemotional, uncharged, like dogs, the weather, a TV show, music, the neighbor's cat, anything that's just easy to talk about and nobody has strong feelings about either way. And this will take the association with every time mom or dad sees me, they're on my back about something. It will take that out of the picture. Like, yes, you will remind them of things. Yes, you will ask them to do things, but that's not all they're hearing from you. And remember, teens just often feel like no one understands them. And by having a trusted adult, a parent at home, that they really know that they can depend on, they'll not only feel more confident, but they'll be less likely to do things just to fit in. And your home will be a source of safety and security for them. So thanks for tuning in. Happy parenting, and I will see you next time. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delacuadri, where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.